So I thought like the best, well, I mean, now that I look back at it, it's like, like my, for what I do for a living, growing up in the city was a huge benefit to me because like I was exposed to like so much in my field. Absolutely. Right. So like, does that like, is that the same for like you guys, like with the medical field, like at working at certain hospitals, working at different pharmacies, like, is that like something that maybe that you guys miss out on or like you would see different things like if you worked in certain areas as opposed to out here? That is as, a good question. Yeah, as I'm far asking, as yeah. as far as being exposed to things, the bigger the population the better. Yeah. Yeah. You're busier and you you see more things. It's that simple. Right. That's uh, for you, but for me, like that's a different thing. Like, you know, I talk to friends who are pharmacists in the city, and, and every control doesn't have to call every doctor and verify that it's a legitimate prescription. I don't have to do that because I know all the doctors around here. Right. You know, like like I can tell by their handwriting. What, what not not now? It's all electronic. It's mostly electronic prescribes prescriptions now. But like when I first started started being a pharmacist, I knew doctors' handwritings, and I, and I knew what they meant if they wrote something in, in like wrong or whatever. I could call them if I wanted to, but I was kind of like, well, it's like, well, I know what he means. Right. Like, that's the the good thing with living in a small town doing what I do, you know, and they're all cool about it. Like, most of them are like, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, they don't want me to call them and be like, hey, did you really mean, you know, three tablets on 30 or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you can, right. you know what they want. I would imagine, like, pharmacy for you here is just a smaller version, smaller volume version of pharmacy in the city. I think it's that's pretty much probably right. Yeah, like I said, like the neighborhood thing. I think but, everyone but does medicine, that. Medicine's not, you know, like you, you have urban urban population, you have urban problems. Sure. You you have 20 gunshot wounds in your ER versus a day versus two a year here. For sure, it's, like it's not down there. different mindset. For, no doubt, so I, no I doubt, think, no doubt. Uh, um, Population has more of an impact in when you're training for medicine, regardless of your field, mm-hmm. than than it would necessarily what you do. It's just different, so I would imagine you could for sure. I mean, I think like like retail pharmacy is the same where, wherever you are, big city, rural, community, whatever. But you know, like you said, in the city, like it's. I, I, I don't know for sure. I've never worked in a big city, but I imagine if you're working retail in Chicago, you're, you know, there's people aren't coming from way far away in the city to get a, re, a prescription filled. Where down here, you know, I have people coming from Mendota, uh, you know, like all the small rural areas around here that are coming to my pharmacy. In Chicago, I, I imagine your, your, you know, your patient, um, profile is like very small it's like it's a neighborhood thing down here it's different I, I have people going from Ottawa or 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 Papa or whatever the little tiny towns are around here because you know like they think that we're good at it like better than a Walgreens or they just don't want to wait or whatever but but yeah like you're right like in the city I, I think it's a different a whole different thing where in the and if you're like if you're in Chicago like you're your patient patient profile or all the people who come to you is just based on the proximity to you down here it's a bigger circle or a bigger you know area that they'll come to you so like that's 
kind of to me that's like how it is but I don't know maybe, maybe yeah not. I, I mean for what I do the, the, the my job description compared to what happens in a in a big city it's it's the same but it's completely different mm-hmm. sure you know, I think it's, it's like an just, age difference mindset too because I like that question when you asked about the city if you want to grow in the city so before I'm pretty content where I'm at right now but like how far do you want to go because like I'm only 20 so like I don't know how long you guys been in your practice I've been in my practice for two years and I could expand in the city if I wanted to but I'm pretty like content where I'm at right now but now that I think about it I remember before I started coding and billing I was like I've always adored cities. Like I wanted to be in that skyscraper thing. I wanted to walk to the hospital. I don't have to drive or anything. But now as I got older and kind of where I'm at, I'm like, do I really want to spend the money? Do I really want to expand? It's like a hard thing to do. Yeah, of course. Hard, hard decision to make. And but do you feel like you would be like on the fast track? Like you would just learn so much more if you were at... But it takes money too. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I'm saying like, say you were in the city right now and you were doing coding or... You're at the hospital in the city. Like, are you just forced to learn more? Like, so I just like go back to like what I do. Like, if I was living out here and trying to be a chef and everything, I would be so far behind because I'm forced to just see everything and do everything when I was in the city, right? I just don't know if that translates or it's just like how you said, it's just there's different problems that you deal with. Like, I just don't know how that translates maybe to the medical field. Like, are you just, are you fast-tracked because you're living in such a busy area, or are you behind because you're living in a slower area? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, but I think it would benefit, mm-hmm. too, because if you do live in a fast-track in the city, you get so much influence. So if you do move, and you put in your resume, and hey, I worked at this big hospital in Chicago, like, that would help mm-hmm. a lot of young people to get a job. And young people these days, it's just hard to get a job, because you got to have a degree at, well... My, so it's like, mine, I know mine's a certificate for nine months, but with the pay that I get and where I'm at, I work from home now, but when you're starting to ask about the city, I'm like, oh, like there's a whole different world out there. Well, can I expand? Can I, can I go out there? Sure. But it's just a decision that you ultimately have to make at the end of the day. It's just like, do you want to stay here or do you want to expand? Right. I well, I know too from the doctor that I brought my mother to, um, he was working in the city and he left because he said he wasn't yeah. well not even that he said he wanted to do more and they wouldn't let oh like really? he yeah he wanted to take on more patients in he the wanted city? to do more yeah he was in the city and and well like right outside the city but in the city and he wanted to do more but they wouldn't give him the opportunity to do that so he purposely came out here to do more and see more patients oh. and take on more which I think like super noble that's, that's yeah. amazing but like that's somebody else's perspective where it's like well I can't do more in the city yeah, and medicine has so many other influences as far as businesses and corporations and uh, more vertical structures as far mm-hmm. as hospitals and also more doctors and so for any individual doctor the competition is greater and so their scope of work may be less than what you do right. out here and right. uh and i totally get that as far as um the cardiologist yeah yeah he he felt more freeing like he could use his talents better in a more rural mm-hmm. atmosphere or a population than in city right and uh 
I, I totally see that. And like my mentors and some of the people that I respect a lot in my field, they're, they might be the best in their area, but they do one thing. Like mm-hmm. there's a guy who only, like his specialty is gynecologic oncology or someone who is really good at Crohn's disease or whatever, but he wouldn't look at a, a mammogram. He'd be like, Right. No, right. Like send that down the hall. Right, you know? but and, that's but that would never happen and, down here. But that's the point. Is like so here, like I have extreme respect for people who are out here, you know, and are generalists, but are good generalists. But, just, but don't you feel like that's how 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 healthcare is supposed to be? Like you you see someone in your hometown, small town, whatever. Yeah, they and they diagnose you and whatever's wrong with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. No, well, yeah. th- but I'm not saying like, but I, like that's how healthcare is. I think. Like, sure. Like they want it to be that way. They want like they want the docs down here to be great at general things. Mm-hmm. You know, like and then like if they can't figure it out, like that was the great thing. Like I used to go to Doctor Norris, and that was the great thing about Doctor Norris when she didn't know. She's like, I, like I love doctors who say I don't know. Like right. I want to. You want honesty. I want you. I want you to talk to someone who's a specialist in this or whatever's wrong with you. Like, because I, I, that's not my specialty. I'm just a general doctor. It's like, like, like I know what's wrong with you, but I don't know specifically. And I want them to be able to tell me that that they can't help me. Yeah. And they want them to tell me that they they want me to send me to a different person. Like that's way better for me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and I respect that way more than someone who's like, I got this. I know what's going on, and they don't know what's going on. Right. Like, I would rather have someone tell me doctor, and I'm not just talking about, like, doctor stuff or pharmacy stuff. I'm talking about, like, you know, I, I want a plumber who, when I, they come to my house, I'm like, you know, my uh, hot water is leaking out with the guy who's like, I don't know. I want him to tell me he doesn't know, so the guy who knows can come in and fucking fix it for me. Dude. Right. I don't need water in my basement for six weeks. I want the guy who doesn't know to not know, and that's cool. You yeah. can leave, get the guy who knows in here, and I think that's the same way for everything. Right. Right, I mean, like I know yeah. this is like we're talking about like healthcare and and, and medical things, but you should make sure your plumber sees this podcast. I'm going to send this to him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> listen, yeah. minute thirty-eight. Right. <laughs> I still got a fan going right there. Too. I didn't want to talk about that. It's if, okay. We I mean, feel you. If my wife was saying, if if she's listening, she'll she would cry. Oh. So it's been a long. Day. Well, actually, when I brought my mom out here from, like, you know. Dr. Kim recommended, you know, a great cardiologist for my mother. And um, when I brought him out here, and she, my mom always asked me, like, you know, because she's, like, just worrying all the time. If something happens to me while I'm out here, like, where are we going? And to be completely, I don't even know where the hell the hospital is over here. Like, I know now where it is because I went to brought, bring my mom to the cardiologist. But, like, before that, I didn't know where the hospital was. Like, to be completely honest, I would text one of you guys and be like, hey, this just happened. Where do I go? <laughs> like, I would like, tell you, go to Wendy's Spicy Chicken. <laughs> On the way, on the way. Grab two, whatever, one on the way, and then while you're waiting, another one. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so, but when I brought my mother to see um, the cardiologist, he, and I I flat out asked him, I'm like, so if anything happens to my mom out here, I'm like, where should I bring her? And he was like, the same thing like you were talking about, he was like, it was super refreshing. He was like, so honest. He goes, he goes, listen, he's like, I'll be completely honest with you. He's like, they're really good at seeing patients, getting them stable, and then transferring. He's like, that's what they're really good at. He's like, but if there's an emergency, he's like, it's tough, man. He's like, I would bring them here immediately, get them stable, and have them transfer them. And he goes, and they'll do that. He goes, they know what they can handle, they can't handle, which I thought 
was awesome because like right, dude. when uh my grandma passed it was the same like she was in the hospital right when covid started and it was like it was back in the day when like when um the test like took five days or right. whatever it was right, and right, she right. got sick on a friday night and like they don't give the shots yeah, until yeah. monday and it's totally. like and but they don't tell you any of these things they're just like oh yeah well you know we gotta wait till monday and it's like well why and they're just like well we you know we'll oh, figure it out monday and it's like well, what the hell so it's like i appreciate that side of it where it's like in a bigger city that you could be neglected almost because i feel like you would have a better chance of somebody just kind of just going and doing it and just pushing you off as opposed to out here where you have like personal relationships with people and they like for actually sure. care and, and yeah that's super god i think refreshing. like i mean like i think that like for all the people that i know that have gotten sick and i geez like paul and i were talking like you know i mean there's like a lot of people that that i know that have gotten cancer or whatever and that's like you go to to me you go to a teaching hospital yeah university of iowa up in chicago whatever or someone who's the best at at whatever they're the best at send them there but like i, I feel like like you know people like not rural doctors but i i think like i don't know i was like i think i think if you step away from it and like look at it for what it is like it's you just want them to like you said stabilize you right or or you know if you're not sick sick you know if you're just like being a guy who goes to the doctor twice a year you want them to manage your whatever it is and i think they're good at that down here you know i like you know i mean like i had both my hips replaced you know when i got hips replaced i asked paul like who would you go to for that and he said dr perona you know and he's at spring valley and he's the the best right and that's what i went to and i haven't had no problems with you know, like like people who aren't from here, they're like, oh my god, like small town, like get, you know, get out of town as fast as you can. Go to right? Yeah. They whatever. don't know what they're doing. Get out. I don't know. I don't know that that's true. You know. Well, it, it's there's there's good medicine in small towns. But yeah. They just not did everything. Yeah. I don't. Sure. I don't know how it works, but say, do y'all think it's easier for a doctor to get into uh, to handle private practice in a small town, or would it be better for a doctor to? join up with a larger medical group? Because like, I assume they would need resources if they did their own private thing. Like, Is that much harder in a small town, or is it more to their benefit to be part of a larger system? I don't even know that there's even private practice anymore. Like, I mean, like most of the docs are on here. It's, it's actually, they're all private practice. But, all the, but the hospital runs everything. Yeah, but they're still kind of all private it's a it's a it's under it's a the blend. umbrella for it's, sure it's a the best of honestly the best of both work they practice independently but then they have the the support structure of other doctors also so they can share resources they can share call um but when it comes down to it they still each practice independently 100 percent. like you know you look at the spring valley group they're all in the same physical building. Sure. Every single one of them is separate, though. Have their separate nurses. It's like, like, like my experience with those. That's where I. That's where I do my doctoring. You know, at, at the, you know, the Spring Valley, whatever. Any issues that I've ever had, like, and I don't know if it's part of it's because of they know who I am and what I do, and they give me, you know, they're like, you know, wink, wink, nice. That's the salad bar manager. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love cucumbers, bring them in early, whatever. <laughs> I, like, I don't know that they do that. I, I, I'm sure they don't because I asked them to not ever give me 
preferential treatment, but I, I, I never have a problem. Like, I never have any issues or I doubts going into whatever I have so going on, whatever it is, and I say, like, I need to see a doctor, like, today or tomorrow. If it's not my doctor, but it's any doctor in that building, like, I feel confident that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. And, if, and, I, and I also feel confident if they don't know when I go in there and I have, say I have this or whatever, and they're like, oh, God, that looks funny, you know? I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer you to something else. And I, dude, I, to- I totally appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of doctors who are like, I like, I got this, and like, no problem. And then they're like, what is that? You know? But the like, doctor asks you, is it supposed to be like, totally. Right? <laughs> like, that smells funny, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, my doctors are always just like, listen, dude, like, like, you know, I don't know what's going on or whatever. I'm going to refer you to a whatever. And, and all of my whatevers, I don't want to like talk about like my weird personal physical things. Yeah. But, you know, but they're always just like, I don't know. And so like here, but here's someone who does know. And I'll, and I'll refer you to them. And that's always cool. Like, you know, I, I've been a pharmacist for 25 years. <clears throat> I've had more than... A handful of nurses tell me, you're my favorite pharmacist. If I ever have any questions, I call you. And they're like, you're the best. And I'm like, like, I'm not the best. But here's what I am the best at. If I don't know, I'm... Yeah, you'll say it. I'm comfortable to say, like, I don't know. But I will look it up for you and give me an hour or half an hour, two hours or a weekend. And I'll find out what you need. And if I I can't, I'll call Paul or or another pharmacist or whoever. And we'll talk about it. And I'll be like, hey, I had this weird phone call. It was weird. And, and this is what they said, and Paul would be like, oh, it sounds like this, and I would like look up that, and I would like, hey, listen, I talked to my friend, and we think it's this, and they're like, oh my God, you're right, that isn't what it is. Like, the, like the best, um, the best anything, but like, let's just make this be about healthcare. The best doctor is the one who says they don't know. Yeah. And says, but I will find out. Mm-hmm. Because nobody knows everything. Right. And and the best the best thing is when people can admit that. Right. You know, I don't, like, first of all, if, like, someone's cutting into me and taking something out of me or putting something into me, I want them to think they're a rock star. I want them to be like, yeah, dude, I can fucking do that. No problem. I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want a guy who's like, uh, I don't know, like, maybe, kind of. Like, <laughs> I'll look sort of, and I if, if I see it, like, maybe. I Like, that guy I don't want. Right. I don't think I was like, dude, got it, no problem. Cut in, do whatever. But I also want the guy who was like, if he doesn't know, I want him to tell me he doesn't know. Right. You know, I don't want Before to. he cuts you open. For sure. You know, like, I don't think I was like, eh, like that, you know, that Buster Posey commercial. Oh, yeah. With the, 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 you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, having a baby, Buster Posey, and he's like, let's do this. And the, wife's, <laughs> and the wife's like, he's Buster Posey. And the husband's like, oh, my God, Buster Posey. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want that guy. But I don't want the guy in the other commercial who's just like, ah, you know, I just got my license back, like, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I'm... The thing that makes me more comfortable or confident in my healthcare providers is when they say, I don't know. Right. But, but they also say, but I'll figure it out. Like, I, but I can. The best doctor, pharmacist, radiologist, whatever, is the one who says, I don't know, but I will find it. Yeah, find of it course. I know where to find the answer. Right. That's what my thing always was is whatever being a pharmacist when doctors or nurses call me and say like I don't know like what do you think about this I was like eh, you know give me right. a, give me an hour I I'll find like, it for you I feel like you're just indirectly like taking shots at your plumber 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, you're getting real passionate about somebody not that knowing what he was doing. That guy's a hold. I got to see. I get call my wife. See, that guy's the worst. I don't know what you want to tell you who it is. Down in country. <laughs> Whatever. You seriously, it wasn't them because those jerks it came out and looked them. at my air conditioning. It wasn't. It was the same thing. Yeah. Guys, like everything looks like it's good, and I'm like, but it's not. You can edit that out if you want to. Or don't. I'm going with John Sales and Service from now on, but that, that's, just, that's just between us. Because uh, we're all friends. But do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes, do, like, yes. No, I agree you with know, you. I mean, I mean look, like, what's the, like, think about, like, how, like, awful and vulnerable and, and sad and scared and dependent you are when, like, someone gets bad medical right. news. And and when like you know what makes you feel the best is when the doctor says, "Don't worry, I got this," or "Don't worry, I'll figure this out." Like that's right. what makes you feel better. Like we've all been at that place where our parents were sick, or our spouses were sick, or our best friends were sick, or whatever. And it's like, and you're thinking like, "Oh, like oh my god, like like what am I gonna do?" Or right. without this person, or or when this person's sick, and you know, the thing that makes me want to be a pharmacist or be a pharmacist when I say to them, hey, listen, like, you know, like, first of all, you, as a friend of mine, and you as far I know how, how shitty my job is and how much I complain about it, but, like, <laughs> I never tell you about the good things when I, when I have a person who comes to me and says, of course, I yeah. think my husband had a stroke or is my mother-in-law is, is sick and, and they told her this and I don't know what it means and I'm just like, listen, I, I know what it means. And I will make sure you know what it means by right. the time you walk away from me. Of course. And there's nothing better for me that makes me feel better about me as a person, as a professional. Yeah. That I can do that, and I know I can do it, and I do it all the time to make someone feel like walk out of the pharmacy and feel better about their situation than when they walked in. Yeah. And like 100%, like, dude, like, you know, like, I joke around about how, like, you know, like, yeah, I, I'm a pharmacist, I love, like, I love money, and you know, I'm a capitalist and whatever, whatever, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, a capitalist. But like the for real thing is, is about like, like why I like being what I am and why I think I'm good at my job is because I can make fe make people feel good about Absolutely. walking out and be like, okay, like cool, like like that guy knows what he's talking about. Or not even that I know what I'm talking about, but like they walk on there like, okay, like I feel like I can take care of my sick spouse at home for right. the weekend. Yeah or whatever until Monday when the doctor's back or whatever and I'm just like you know like that makes me feel good about myself yeah, you know, that's why you do what you do also certainly. people they they want to be cared for for sure so if, if you take care of them then then that's what they're looking for so sometimes that care is doing your job diagnosing them sometimes it's no, it's no. just talking to them yeah. sometimes it's holding their hands sometimes it's you know sitting with them I while they cry and it's sure. that's, sure. Sure. that's what they want so it's, i think me and you had this discussion before paul because uh this came up but um it's almost like what becomes normal to you almost bothers you because it's like you've seen so much and done so much and i'm sure you guys all have and it's like like you can go and just give somebody just not the greatest news and but that's just part of your job and i'm sure that there's people in your profession that aren't great at telling people news like they're maybe insincere you can tell how much brian fucking cares right like you can tell how passionate he is and how much he like loves and doing what he's doing 
do you guys feel like there's certain people that just don't know how to like maybe break bad news to people and just like aren't they don't care and uh, yeah yes but I, I think I would caution that with a little bit of like doctors and medical professionals they're different too and so sure. the way they present something may be perfect for one person and the wrong thing for someone else yeah and that's why there is no such thing as the perfect doctor right some people want someone who will <clears throat> hold their hand and just be just exude compassion and you know just say we'll take care of it one way or another some people want the ball buster that's saying you know this is going to be hard right you the, the but I'm the person you want right. doing this right. and For I sure. will do everything in my and the, the approaches are different they both come from the same desire to do the best but people respond differently to different yeah. types of people so I agree with you I, I think it's uh, um, yeah, I think it depends really but uh, um, which is why I mean, based on what I do I know there are people who love my approach, and there are people who would rather go see somebody else. It's, right. it's their nature, and, and that makes sense, too. It's, sure. It, it's, you can't be the perfect... In fact, if you try to be the perfect person for everyone, I think then you're not necessarily true to yourself. You would, or you would not be the perfect person for anybody yeah. if you didn't do it the way that you're comfortable doing. That's the, the great thing about Laura, my, my boss, is like whenever people come to the pharmacy and they have bad news, like like most of us are kind of like, ugh, you know, like my spouse just died or got diagnosed with COVID or cancer or whatever. She's, I mean, people who who and you know Laura, like she goes out there and she is she's always like, you know, compassionate and 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 like and it's like to watch her talk to people. It's at the same time heartbreaking because they have bad news yeah and and it's and it's also like 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 because she's the best person for that and watching her talk to people when their spouses died or their or their sure. kids are sick or whatever you like like i look at it and i tell her all the time I'm like i wish i could do what you did yeah like i wish i could be that person to uh you know a, a sad spouse mother whatever and she's just like you know she's like I just put myself in that and I'm like god I can't do that I wish I could do that like I'm better at other things right but I'm not good at that and I right. you know, I try to be like but it's like uh, it's like ah oh. like well like when people walk up I'm like dude that's the guy whose wife just died she's like I got this right and she yeah. does that and she's like oh Mr. Whoever I'm so sorry we loved her so much you know whatever whatever and I was like 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 I, I wish I, I wish I could do that. Right. I just I just can't. I like watch her do that, and it's like she comes back to the back of the farm store, and I was like, "You are so good at the at that." And she's yeah. Like, yeah it's whatever. She's like, you know, like there's many times where I've seen Laura like cry at work about customers who have passed away or who have six spouses or whatever. I'm just like, like my thing is like maybe like you a little bit or whatever. Like I try to be like stoic and like not be sure. emotional because if uh, dude if I did that for everybody that got sick or got <laughs> was a good night I seriously I would be a wreck. Like there's so many people in my profession who come to the pharmacy who are sick or who get who have 
spouses who are dying or whatever, and you like, have to be that person for them. Like, I can't do that. Right. But, like, my boss can do that, and she's so good at that. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could be good at that. I mean, in some ways I am, but, like, she's the best at it. I do have a question about that, because I'm kind of hard on... Because I get two. I get... So you guys get the front end. You get take care of the patients. You're there. I get the business side, the back end. So when the bill comes out, sure. so I get the easy part. <laughs> uh, so uh, I get the aggressive side of the patients, where the CPI bill comes out, the bill comes out, and I think healthcare is expensive. Yes. Um, my empathy, sympathy comes out when I see that, and I, it's expensive, like medicine. And then sometimes I question, like, because I code ER visits and I take care of the bills too and bail out to insurance and help you guys get paid. Uh, so. If <laughs> so, facto, so you work for her. Yeah, so. Okay. So shout out, dude. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, I I look at the ER, ER charts and what the doctor does, and I'm questioning, like, why. Like, why you have to administer so much? And I, I don't, like, I'm not, like, professional at doctors. And, but it's hard for me to tell patients why doctor did that. And and when I, and it's an ER visit, doctor, ER doctors hardly remember, like, why. Like, they, they code it in the chart. They put it in the chart. But I've always gotten patients that come to me at the end of the day or when the bill comes up, why did doctor give me this medication? And I explain you had this and this and that, and they would say, that's too expensive, I can't do that, I can't pay that. And I'm like, what's done is done, I can't help you with that. So my sympathy, it really comes yeah. out when I try to help them do payment plans, but I sort of feel like, geez, like what you're yeah. talking about is like, well, hang on a second. I, I, I have something to say about this. Right, yeah. Is that you don't pay me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, help, help me, <laughs> help me out is here that, because, like, I can't, um, yeah. When an ER physician mm -hmm. is is deciding right. to do something for someone, it's like, um, yeah, some of them are, are, are uh, easy things that are not time sensitive. But a lot of it is, it's urgent. You have yeah. to do certain things. The last thing they're thinking about is the cost of it. Yeah, they and so the problem sure. is, is I, I agree with you, yeah. it's expensive, but maybe we should look at that as why is this drug so expensive? Why is this procedure or whatever that it is so expensive? And um, it's like, I, I, I know from seeing ER doctors mm -hmm. and from almost being an ER doctor myself is that you're you're not you're not thinking about right. what the most financially reasonable thing is. You you're getting you're triaging your right. whole you've, you're getting flooded with all these things. You're busy. You're slamming. You've got yeah. people in the waiting area. You've got ambulances in your bay. You're just trying to manage patients and so it's like that those decisions don't, don't come in so yes afterward they get these big bills or whatever mm -hmm. I, I think healthcare it's so ridiculous how expensive it is it is, it is. and I, I'm, I'm but I think like, I, like you see one end of it you see a different end of it I see both of what you guys are talking about because at my job like people come to the pharmacy and they're like I'm sick and I have this, and we're like, okay, we'll fill your prescription. 
here's what it costs. I'm like, oh my god, that's too expensive. Like, why is it so expensive? And I, and, and I was always like, I, like, you get, I don't have any control over that. But I'll call your doctor and say, will change your medication to a whatever, or what? You know what I mean? Like, so like, we'll call the doctor and we're like, hey, this guy thinks it's too expensive. And most of the doctors or nurses are like, really? Well, it's too bad. But like, but I think like, like, healthcare providers aren't trained to. Um, and you you would know this like just as, as well as I do. Like the cost of treatment is at least in my part of the field isn't was never something we spoke about or we were taught about. Like it was never uh, like you know like hey like this is what we use to treat asthma or or, or hypertension or congestive heart failure. Here's the options and here's the price points and whatever. We don't do that. Like people don't understand that we have no control. Doctors treat you however they treat you, and some doctors are, like you said, when you're in the ER, like there's not a lot of opening up a book and finding like, oh, what's your what kind of insurance you have? Blue Cross. Yeah, okay, yeah. Blue Cross. What's covered for people who are dying of a heart attack? Okay, what? Okay, let me see. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I got that. Okay, let's just like that's not well, fucking. What machine happens. is the boo boo boo? What machine is that? That's the computer. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, let me get in there. No, like, you know, like, that never happens. Like, like, there's never a person who comes in, has a heart attack, and you give them a clot buster, or you give them a whatever, or you, you, whatever. Like, Cause, you know. Because there's, there's a, there's a, a recipe and steps for what for to sure. do. For the, so much so. No doubt. The nurses are pulling the drugs. Because no. they know what's going to get administered. Before, it, it before it's even, yes, before yes. it's even, like, whatever. It's, it's not even entered in the computer to get yes. ordered. It's just... Those are the good nurses who do that. Morphine. They know what they're doing, right. no doubt. Like, but the thing is that, like, you get it on the back end. It's terrible because patients right? don't under understand. Like, and uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm like, they're trying to keep you alive. <laughs> I just didn't know, like, this point, all these medications. Like, I'm doing it now, like, I had or whatever done, mm -hmm. and, like, I, I'm getting... <laughs> <laughs> I had skin cancer and then I had it removed and I had skin grafts because my my uh, wound wasn't healing and I like now my my situation is I have a $33,000 bill because 30, what I had done wasn't covered because it was coded wrong and that does happen but no, like no I, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's you but it's like <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What's you, your name? You, you fill this in. Yeah. Give me a drink here. <laughs> I mean, my name is Paul Kim. <laughs> no, but, like, but what I'm saying is, like, my experience is that, like, first of all, I appreciate everything that the coders do. I get it. It's like a whatever thing. But, like, I guess, like, my point is that, like, like me being as vigilant or whatever as I am for my own health care. If my dad was doing this, my dad's 80 years old, he would just get a bill and he would just pay it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not her fault. It's no, it's not her fault at all. But it's just like, but that's like the flaw in healthcare, is that it shouldn't have to be that way. I just, I, all right. I thought of this and I don't know if we want to go this direction, but I, I was do. pulling weeds this morning. Oh, and I was, what? I, I was, I heard a story <laughs> about healthcare. So and, and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, so wait, the, we are we are 
functioning under the affordable. I need to yeah, I, I, I need some more. Time. I'll get you guys under the uh, affordable health care act. And this right. is Obamacare, but, mm-hmm. and this was supposed to be solve everyone's problems. Right. This is a mess. It is a mess. It's a mess. Okay, dude, are you a proponent of universal like health care? Are the high deductible plan, plans and. What, what people still owe, and it was supposed to get rid of the underinsured right. and the uninsured, and it said like people are going bankrupt with these paying insurance and paying insurance just to get on top of it. It's Dude, I'm, like I told you like before, like my mom got sick. Jeez, it was ten years ago, <laughs> and my dad had just retired. And after my mom got sick, I like my dad was my mom was in Peoria. My dad was spending most of his time in there. I was I was managing his medical bills and you know when he finally came home after being down there for geez I don't know four weeks or whatever he said to me <clears throat> my dad said I think if I take another mortgage out of the house I can pay your mom's medical bills and I thought to myself Jesus that's that's a shitty thing to even to say and why should a person who worked for my dad worked for the post office for 40 years, mm-hmm. and he retired after he, whatever, pension. is like, you have to mortgage your house to pay for your wife's health care? Like, that's not how it's supposed to be here. Right. Like, this is supposed to be the best country in the whole wide world, and whatever. And I know all the great doctors want to come here, but, like, that's not how it's supposed to be. And I'm not just saying that because it's my mom and dad. But it's like, you know, and everything worked out okay. My dad had great, great just because he worked for the government. He was yeah. a post employee. His, he ended up paying out of the... I think my mom's final bill was, you know, I want to say it was like four hundred fifty thousand dollars. She was in the hospital. My mom was in the hospital for a hundred days. She was in the in the in the in the uh, ICU for sixty five of those ninety nine days. You know, like because my dad worked for the post office, he only paid that small amount of money. I was like, but for a person who didn't have that insurance. Right. Like that's not what they're supposed to do. That's well, not what it's supposed to be. I, I think the latest statistic is like one fourth of Americans are over thirty thousand in debt and medical debts. I believe it's, it's, it's but don't crazy. they have like an organization or something because can you believe that they charged for they charge you for self administered drugs? As I was coding an observation chart and this one lady brought her medications like what she takes at home <coughs> and we charge her each tablet she takes because it's not the hospitals but it's from her house we charge her that and that's insurance doesn't pay that it has to come out of her pocket and it came out to be like like a thousand almost a thousand two thousand the weird thing about like like so my health care in the last less than 12 months nine months is i had skin cancer i had it removed i had skin grafts whatever whatever my my health care bills are like my deductible is twenty eight hundred dollars I've paid that, whatever. The, the weird thing about it is that, is like for me, and I'm like, like I said, like I'm vigilant about it. I go through all my bills. I go through my EOBs. I call my insurance. I call the hospital. <clears throat> the people at my insurance are like, oh yeah, like that's, this is this. And I call the hospital. Like I have for every time I've been to my wound care doctor, which was a dozen times, let's just say. It's like I would go once a week. And they would debris my wound and I called wounds. dress it and whatever. Okay, so yeah. maybe you know yeah, me Yeah, maybe I do know you. <laughs> What's I, your name, I guess? Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Paul Kent. Yeah. Paul Kent. yeah. But the thing is, is that like every, every one of my bills, 
has a different account number. So for every week that I've gone, yeah. I have a different account number. So when I go to pay my bill, like I have, I have 12, well, I don't have 12 bills, but I, every time I went to the doctor, I have a different account. Yeah. If I go to pay one of them, it doesn't apply to all of them. It applies to one of them. It, it's, it's, I, I feel like the system is made to fail for me. Like it's not like it's not made to fail for me, but my dad, who's seventy eight, it's made to fail for him because he's not gonna call. Like I call and I'm like, combine com combine all my bills, and I'm like, we can combine all my bills, and, and I was like, combine all my future bills. We can't combine all the future bills, but when you get a new bill, call me and I'll recom I'll combine it with yeah, the other one. Yeah, because the system won't. But yeah. like you know, my dad would just my dad would just pay it because oh. that's just my dad. Like old people are like, that's my bill. I'm gonna pay it. Like, I, I think the whole system is is made to my water bill. <laughs> totally, it's like made to like it's made to fail. Does he have insurance? My dad, of course, my dad, my dad has insurance. But like, I have insurance too. But the thing is, like, you know, like I like I have, you know, I like you know, I've talked to Paul about this many times. I I have sitting on my kitchen counter, I have six bills for nine thousand dollars a piece for a skin graft. That they got that my doctor's office got approval for, and I know they got approval for it because they said they don't go forward with the application of the skin graft until they get approval from the doctors or from the insurance. So they told me they got approval for it, but they also said, like when I called the insurance, they said, "Well, it was coded wrong, not you." I called my doctor's office, and they said, "Oh yeah," they said, "Oh yeah, okay, we see what we did wrong." And so in the meanwhile, I'm getting bills and bills and bills. Yeah. And my doctor's office says, well, just make a payment on it so it stays active. But don't worry, we're not gonna, it's not gonna affect your credit or anything. So I'm thinking in my head, so I have three bills, $11,000 a piece. Yeah. And, and actually it's not just three bills, it's like six bills because each skin graft application was two different things. Yeah. And so like they want me to make a payment on it so it stays active. And so I'm like, I shouldn't have to do that. Right? I mean, like... Well, it's the policy of the hospital. So if you don't make a payment in within, like, a couple of months, it's going to be sent to CPI regardless. For sure. I, no, I get that. But the thing yeah. is, like, like, but that was not... That's not my fault. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. And I'm still making payments on all my other bills that are my real medical bills. So is this real. the one that was coded wrong? Is that... Yes. And they're still asking for money. Yes. That's not... That's not... Is it our hospital? Because I don't think that's, that's not something that we should ask. But they also told me that, like, the, the person who, who I talked to at the doctor's office said, I talked to the billing person, they're not going to send you to collection, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Like, part of it is that I know the girl who works at the office. If it was you, you'd be fucked, dude. Sorry. I mean, that's how it would be. You, after two months, what is it, 90 days, they send you to collection. Yeah. And that's just how it is. But it's, it's sad because a lot of people just don't have insurance and they don't like especially like young kids that they 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 mess around and they go to like the ER and they don't have insurance and they're adults and but don't it's you think hard like, I can't don't you think like healthcare I don't care what's supposed to take care of it's just expensive shit. it's just everything it's just too expensive now. so Bob's fault you're saying I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he just saved my life but he did aside though. from that don't, don't no. give me, you want me to cry on this podcast? Because I'll cry. I'm like, I'm curious. Talking about think, bills. 